0: Good morning, good morning, this is Brenda Shoshana back again for another edition, another episode of our podcast and wisdom for your everyday life. This program, this podcast is devoted to your everyday life. It's devoted to taking practice and making it real, making it alive, making it fun and making it really relevant for what's going on in your life today. So welcome, good to be with you. The title for today's episode is Come Find Me, <laughs> Hiding in the Zen Hut. Come find me, where am I? You hear my voice over the, uh, your phone or over the computer, but where am I? <laughs> I love this title, I love the feeling of come find me. It's like little children playing hide and seek. Where am I? And in a way, of course, all of life is something like the game of hide-and-seek. We're looking, we're looking, we want to find something. It's not behind the bush, it's not behind the tree. Little children really enjoy the thrill of searching and the surprise of finding, or not finding, or not finding. They're fine with that, too. In fact, that can be a lot of fun, too. Oh, it's not there. Somehow we lose that joy and fun that we have so much as children. And actually, Zen practice comes basically to restore that joy and fun of life. Really, that's the heart of it. To restore the wonder of it, the the playfulness of it, the beauty of it, that children experience. I'm not really talking about being childish. I'm talking about being childlike that's very different childlike means full of wonder full of appreciation full of excitement to get up in the day and say wow it's a new day it's a beautiful new day what's going to happen today that's kind of the idea come find me (laughs) what's happening who but who's saying come find me and who's the one who's looking You know, for most of us, as we live our lives, something is missing. We're not looking out of just the playful fun of it, but it's a serious matter. Something's really missing, and our lives are lived in search of that something or someone. The idea of someone being missing or someone that we want to have in our life, that's very common. And something, too, a car, a new job a new home, whatever it is, more money, many, many things somehow we feel are missing, a better body, whatever it is, many, many things we're searching for. Perhaps we think we want a friend, a partner, a beloved, a job, more cash, more physical beauty, more popularity, there's always something that's missing. Perhaps we're searching for sunny weather. (laughs) We want the rain and the bad weather to end. Whatever it is that we're searching for, as I said, it does seem very urgent that we find it. It's interesting to take a look and see what you think is missing and what you're searching for. Some are searching for endless youth, or others, and many of us, a way to end the pain. And there is a lot of pain. There there is physical, mental, emotional, worrying about what's going to happen tomorrow, listening to many, many bad reports, the news, all the things that are going on. Painful. Pain. So, definitely... They are Many are waiting for this phase of life to be over and a new chapter to begin. I've, I've heard that so many times. Well, this will pass and the days will get better. A new chapter will begin. And of course, that's true. We, there's nothing but change. So this day will pass. This chapter will pass. Something very different will come. It cannot help but come. But what a terrible mistake it is to wait or search for that better in quotes day. That day that we're hoping for or envisioning or waiting for, or that person or that accomplishment, it might not ever come. And the precious moment we have right now, right now we have this precious life, this precious moment. We're not it's being wasted. It's being rejected. It's being ignored. It's being used to create something better. And what's here right now is just tossed away. Very, very important point And very central to the practice of Zen, this very point. That we're not here for these moments right now because we're waiting for something else or looking for something else. We don't taste what's right here now. And we don't see, even more importantly, that the very nature of this moment as it is can change right under our eyes. What's a painful moment can change into a beautiful moment right now if we know how to be with what comes to us such a simple statement and such an important point. People say, well maybe you don't have any hope for the future, but oh no, 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 this is not a practice with no hope. Definitely not. This is a simple, direct practice. It's beyond hope. It shows a way to allow this very next moment to be really all that we've been wanting it to be, all that we've been searching for, all that we've been waiting for. How exciting is that? However, most, sometimes I think we're addicted to the search, to just searching, <laughs> to not being satisfied with what's here. We won't, we, we're we addicted to searching, searching, searching. And many may find one thing, but whatever they find, eh, it doesn't do the trick. It doesn't end the search. So they're going to try something else. And that becomes almost like their life itself. But now when nothing seems to do this trick, when the search doesn't end, when we don't rest with what we have, when we're not satisfied, thankful, grateful, then the search can intensify for some. And some say, well, this is enough of this. I'm going to embark upon a so-called spiritual search now. Uh, that's good and bad at the same time. I don't mean bad or good or bad, but that what I really mean to say is there are problems connected to that concept as well, or at least there are, there are things that we have to take into account because spiritual searchers may be just continuing this game of seek and do not find. They may go from teacher to teacher, practice to practice, community to community or group to group to see where they fit and what fits for them. Others stay where they are. They find a practice or a a community and they hang on to that practice really tightly and refuse to alter it in any way no matter how circumstances change, no matter how much they change. They're always trying to use their practice to keep everything As it should be. That's an interesting idea, should be. There's, in some practices, there's a deeply embedded idea of how things should be. Of course, life never exactly matches how things should be. It doesn't at all, ever, actually. So, built right into that, there's a kind of frustration. Most practices suggest that we engage in what's called continuous practice. I always actually love that phrase, continuous practice. I like that. It, it, it touched me for many years. It still does. And it's important. It's important, which it means to keep going, to march on, to be vigilant. But also, this very important phrase can be badly misunderstood as well. Because sometimes practice or searching replaces life itself. We do not see that practice or search is not an end in itself. It's simply there to guide us to live each day fully and completely, to enjoy to give, to love, to, to, to really be completely with who we are and with, our, with what our life is, no matter what comes along, no matter what circumstances arise. Practice guides us to realize that life as we have it today, right now, under any circumstances, is very, very precious. And to honor it and receive it And respond to it fully. This might seem like a huge, enormous task. It's not. It's actually very natural. It's who we are. Because once we live, once we're alive, life itself is continuous practice, life itself is continuous revelation. Each step we take is our destination. That's such an important point. Each step we take is our destination. We really don't know if we'll have another step down the road to take, any or if, we, if this is our last step or not, our last breath or not. We never really know. We think we know. We act as if we know. But as my teacher once said very beautifully during the meditation, the walking meditation part, he said, this step will not come again. I was so touched and moved when he said that. This step will not come again. And what he also meant was, don't miss it. Don't ignore it. The more we search for something somewhere else and ignore this step, we're just missing our life right now. And the further astray we seem to go, one right step brings another. By right, it means one full step. One step truly taken guides us to the next. That which we are searching for is here, right now, and it has been all the while. A true teacher might say, Here I am all the time, hiding in my Zen hut, waiting for you to walk in the door. In fact, the door is already open, but you just circle around and around. Come on in and find me. <laughs> So I ask you, what and where is this Zen hut? What and who is the true teacher? These are such important and fun questions. We'd have to say, what isn't? What isn't it? The Zen hut is situated everywhere you turn and look. As soon as you stand still, give up the search even for a few moments you will see that the door is open. And you'll also see the wonder that is waiting for you inside. So that's my talk for today. I really thank you for joining us. I love being with all of you. I welcome you. If you have any questions or comments, write to me at topspeaker at yahoo.com. You might also enjoy my latest Zen book, Just Grab the Dust Rag, Confessions of a Deluded Zen Student Who Never Learned a Thing. It's available on Amazon. People have been enjoying it, so I just want to share it with you. And it's also a testimony to my great teacher who passed recently. Thank you again, and I look forward to being with you next week. May this week be a week of finding and enjoying.